So we will um, begin with the parts of the body. And um, so I think that each of you has um, the handout, the sheet, that has the list of the parts. And how we'll do this is this morning we're going to be working with the first five parts. And then the sit after lunch, the first sit will begin the second group of parts. So this will go on for the next three days, two groups of parts each day, one at this time and one after lunch. And also beginning tomorrow morning, when we come to the first sit at 6.30, we'll also take a little time to chant all of the parts. And um, so you might want to leave your sheet with you or underneath your cushions because we'll be using it for the next few days. You probably have noticed in the back of the room there's a um, skelly, who's a little skeleton sitting with us, belongs to Spirit Rock, and they bring it out every year to join us for the retreat. And then I also have an anatomical chart, and it actually has these sheets that you can lift it up, and then it reveals yet another layer inside the body. And so feel free to... um, Look at that from time to time if that's helpful for you. And on the altar table in the back, um, courtesy of me getting a colonoscopy, you can see the inside of my large intestine. They took pictures of it. I thought I would bring it in for show and tell. As well as when I had a meniscus knee surgery and has a picture of my meniscus and the knee joint and so forth. And so... um, You may or may not enjoy those pictures, but if you would like, you're welcome to look at them. I thought it was fascinating that I was able to be awake and to watch on a video camera what was actually happening. I was joking with the doctor, hey, can you bring that over to my liver? And he goes, no, no, we're staying right in the intestine. (laughs) This fathom long body. Our history is here inside our body. And within this fathom-long body, with its thoughts and emotions, lies our world. Its origin, its ending, the pathway to freedom, to Nibbana, is found within this fathom-long body. So in working with the 32 parts of the body, there's a particular formula that I mentioned last night of uh, working with them. Traditionally, it's called the sevenfold skill in learning, where we repeat verbally these parts. That's the first. The second is to know them mentally. And then the color, the shape, the location, the direction, and the delimitation or what it's bordered by. And then we move into its definition, what actually is this part, if you look to the medical dictionary, and then its function. And so we'll be approaching each of these parts in this way. And then as we sense and feel into the part, being aware of what arises physically, or potentially at times it may evoke some memories, some thoughts and emotions. I think I shared with you last night about my bar mitzvah story with the brill crane. Just sitting inside the head here to reveal to me my shame. 
So again, this practice has these aspects of things that come up very personally from our personal life story and also coming up the very impersonal nature of things. These practices can develop deep samadhi, deep concentration, absorption, equally they can develop penetrating insights. It's a very versatile practice, both in the samatha and the vipassana um, approaches, um, experiences. And for the sake of uh, our intention here, we're going to be probably more concentrating on the vipassana, on the insight side of things. So we'll um, first recite these first five parts in a forward rotation, which means we'll repeat five times, head here, body here, Neil's teeth, skin. And, um, and then we'll begin to do it silently. I'll, I'll help to guide along in the practice and we'll proceed from there. And so maybe having that sheet in front of you, haven't memorized the first five parts and let us all together repeat five times, head here, Body here, nails, teeth, skin. 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 And now five times, just saying this to yourself silently. Five times. Now let's move into head hair. And the color is can have a lot of different colors, head hair. Blonde, brown, gray, red, black. And of course you can dye it to any color on the rainbow. Shape is like a lawn of grass. It can be thin or thick. The direction is found above the waist. The location, it's protruding from the top of the head. The delimitation bordered by the face and the back of the neck. The definition of head hairs are they are thread-like outgrowths from the skin of mammals. Thin, flexible shafts of hardened cells. There are three different lengths to head hair. There's the bulb, a swelling at the base, and the root, which is the hair lying beneath the skin surface inside a protective follicle. The shaft is each head hair that comes from the skin. Head hairs are constantly shedding and being replaced by new hairs. It's said that every two to five years is a replacement of new head hair, except for maybe me and some others that are bald. The average human scalp has around 100,000 hairs. The function of head hair is to keep the top of the head protected and for temperature regulation. 
and also from protection from ultraviolet light head here. So just sensing into the head here and, um, and just acknowledging what's present. Just to offer a little example, there's a dear friend of mine who wrote about her experiences with each of these parts as she was going through chemotherapy. And so, so she says in head hair that I can feel where my head hair connects to my scalp and where my scalp gives rise to my head hair. It is so alive up there, even as my hair falls out, there's prickly and slightly painful sensations in the scalp where I can sense where the head hairs are falling out. They need to fall out. They're falling everywhere, on my shoulders, over the inside of my hats, on my sheets. Tonight is the night I shave my head, head hair. But of course it could evoke other things. Like I said to you last night about practitioner reflecting on head hair and a memory arose of stroking her dying grandmother's head. And so just sensing into head hair, if it's helpful to even put your hands on it, to feel it for a moment, you're welcome to, but head hair, whatever it evokes physically, mentally, or emotionally, and just letting it be head hair. And of course, there will be times in the silences that mind wanders off, just like it did with the breath and the body. And once you become aware of it, with this kind attention, acknowledging the wanderings and coming back to head here. Just sensing and feeling into head here.
Now gently shifting from head hair, extending into body hair. The colors again are brown or black or blonde or gray, reddish. Thin and thicker places of hair in the body. Found both above and below the waist. Location protruding from the skin in many different places of the body. Bordered by the skin. And again, these body hairs are thread-like outgrowths from the skin of mammals, thin flexible shafts of hardened cells. Takes every three to five months to replace new eyebrows which consists of around 450 hairs. It's an interesting factoid that in a lifetime of an average person, there'll be around three meters or around nine feet of um, the nose hair that grows. If you never cut your nose hair, be long. Again, the function and the protection of, of these body hairs is for temperature regulation, protection from ultraviolet light. So many places of body hair under the arms, some in the chest, the back, the belly, pubic area, legs, feet. Fine hairs, thicker hairs, body hair. Some places we like it, some places we want to get rid of it. From this cultural perspective. But just these thin, flexible shafts of heart and cells. Body hair. As we sense into this body here, just sensing and feeling. Sometimes it may evoke thoughts or memories, emotions, sometimes not. Just staying present, body here. Exploring all the different places where you have here on the body, body here.
facial here, body here. Now gently shifting to teeth, to nails. The color of nails is mostly clear. Its shape is like fish scales. Found both above and below the waist in the fingers and toes. And boarded, of course, by the fingers and toes. Fingernails and toenails are made of a tough protein called keratin. This is the same substance that is found in animal hooves and horns. Nails are horn-like structures located at the end of fingers and toes forming flat plates. Each nail is composed of a root in the body. The root fastens the nail to the finger or the toe by fitting into the groove in the skin and is closely molded to the surface of the skin. The only part of the nail um, that is alive is situated inside or underneath the skin. A, a fingernail or a toenail takes about six months to grow from base to tip. Its function is to protect sensitive skin areas, useful for cutting or picking up things, Nails act as a counterforce when the end of a finger touches an object, thereby enhancing the sensitivity of the fingertip. Nails. So sensing into the nails, fingernails, toenails. Made of the same substance as animal hooves or horns. Nails. Being mindful as we sense into this, what potentially may arise physically, or perhaps gets evoked mentally or emotionally and allow and let be. Nails.
fingernails, toenails, how much we have clipped them, putting that into a pile, nails, Gently shifting from nails to teeth. Teeth are white or can be yellowed. The shape is various uh, sizes in scissors, canines, premolars, and molars. Found above the waist, located in the mouth, bordered by the gums. Teeth are 32 bony calcified projections in the jaws serving as the organs for chewing food. Every person has two complete sets of teeth during life. The first sets of teeth are called primary teeth and they're generally lost around by the age of 14 and replaced by permanent teeth. Generally, there's 20 primary teeth, and interestingly enough, 32 permanent teeth. The function of teeth is to break down food, to cut, to chew, and tear like a pestle and mortar. The bottom teeth are often used more for grinding teeth, and the top front of the teeth are mostly for biting teeth. just share with you from my friend and student Susan. She writes about teeth. She says, I can easily feel the hardness of my teeth rooted in my gums, the pulsating energy of where the gums support the teeth, and the teeth support the integrity of my jaw bones and the structure of the face. As I sit with teeth and memory comes to me from childhood, testing a Christmas ornament to see if it was glass. At first, I try to redirect my attention away from the memory, but then I decide to watch where it goes. I was so curious and excited about this ornament. I decided to bite it to see if it was glass, and it was glass. It was thin, antique glass. It shattered in my mouth. I tried to find someone to help me, but I couldn't find anyone. No one ever came. So alone at six years old, I rinsed out my mouth in the bathroom sink. I was trembling. I felt foolish. Teeth. It's all here. Our history is here inside the body. Teeth.
And just sensing into the teeth, the hardness, the whiteness. Teeth. Now making a transition shifting into skin. Skin color can be variable. Blackish, brownish, yellowish, reddish, whitish. It's like a big bag of grain that takes the shape of what's inside. 
The largest human organ is the skin with a surface area of about 25 square feet. The direction is found both above and below the waist. It's located all over the body from face to feet to fingers. Bordered by head hair, body hair, nails and teeth. The skin is the soft outer cover or an organ that forms the outer surface of the body. There are over four million pores in the skin, and yet in one square inch of skin, there lies four yards of nerve fibers, 1,300 nerve cells, and 100 sweat glands. There's also three million cells in three yards of blood vessels. Every square inch of the human body has an average of 32 million bacteria living on it. Humans shed around 600,000 particles of skin every hour, about a pound and a half a year. So we've been here just about an hour times 55 people times 600,000 particles of skin. We'll need a shovel. And actually, speaking about that, most of the dust particles in your house are made from dead skin. The function of skin is that it shields the body against infection, dehydration, injuries, parasites, and temperature changes. It provides sensory information about the environment, manufactures vitamin D, excretes salts in small amounts of urea, the skin acts as a water-resistant barrier, so essential nutrients are not washed out of the body. My friend writes about skin, I paint my skin with the brush strokes of my awareness. A body scan of the skin, each brush, brush stroke brings that part of the skin alive with sensation. Between the fingers and between the toes is alive. I'm aware of the gift of sensual touch, the memory of being touched, and the longing to be touched. I'm aware of my skin as the package in the shape of my body, sitting completely still, but vibrating with aliveness, skin. And so sensing into this fathom-long body with its skin, Whatever gets evoked as we sense into it physically, perhaps what may arise mentally or emotionally, allowing and letting be skin.
And so we've practiced now with these first five parts, head hair, body hair, nails, teeth, and lastly skin. And taking a moment just to, as we close this practice, to just acknowledge whatever's been experienced within. And direct contact with these parts of head hair, body hair, nails, teeth, and skin. Whatever it is brought up physically or mentally or emotionally. And to honor what's here. That this body is the vehicle that we live inside of on the pathway to wisdom. May we hold this body with great humility, with great compassion, with great kindness. This vehicle that we live inside of. And perhaps says this journey of wisdom, breaking the spells of enchantment and seeing the body and understanding it as it really is and holding it with great wisdom and great compassion. May all embodied beings find the gateways into the heart. And may they grow with deeper wisdom and great kindness. And so just a, a few words about um, the practice for today. And then in a little bit, <coughs> Marcy is going to um, guide us uh, in Qigong. And we've been doing this together for so many years. And so she's interwoven the Qigongs with the parts. And so we'll be integrating head hair, body hair, nails, teeth, and skin with... Uh, Qigong. And um, it's very wonderful. So the, the exploration continues. And of course, after the Qigong, there's another sit where just some guidance around the, the periods of practice when there's no instructions is you are welcome to continue on this morning, of course, as you know, we've just introduced the head, hair, body, hair, nails, teeth, and skin. And during the silent practice times, you're welcome to continue to explore this on your own. Perhaps moving into those particular parts that are more compelling, drawing your attention, and maybe leaving out the parts that are less compelling. Or if you're feeling that it's enough of these body parts, then simply coming back to the instructions from yesterday, which is the mindfulness of breathing, and then expanding into the body. The body, of course, with its senses of the different physical sensations that are rising and passing, the sounds that are coming and going, 
Maybe taste lingering in the mouth, smells in the nose, the eyes seeing different colors, shapes, and forms, revealing the impermanent nature of things. And so you're welcome to come back to this anchor of the breath and the body as your practice during the silent times, unless, of course, there's an interest to continue on with these particular parts that we're working with. And these, this afternoon, after lunch, we'll introduce the next section of parts. And again, there'll be Qigong to work with those parts, and then those silent periods of practice, either continuing with those parts, going towards what's compelling, leaving out what's less so, or perhaps staying with the breath in the body. So there's a continuity with the practice in the body, in the body experience. You may find that these parts begin to become more alive because we bring our attention to them. Our history is here inside our body. Our body is our storehouse. This fathom-long body. So we will um, have little time now for a few questions and then we have the practice discussions. And so maybe I'll just open it up first, take just a few questions because we'll have time during the practice discussions. We're going to see all of you today. But if there's any, please. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.